the game. Proudly brought to you by the QCCS Mackay Cutters. Hi everyone, welcome to Mackay Cutters Change Game uh, Vodcast, Episode 3. Uh, this week we're talking about uh, our Cutters uh, community program, so Cutters Care. Um, we've got Mason Thorpe with us today. He's a HDC and um, ISC player, so welcome Mason. Thank you, great to be here. And Tim Rogers, so Tim, our performance coach uh, here at the Cutters, he's the one that leads these programs, so we're going to get some great insight um, from Tim today, so welcome Tim. Hey everyone. Uh, Acknowledgement of the country, um, we'd like to uh, acknowledge the Yui people of the Kulin Nation, um, pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Um, and yeah, let's get started. So we're going to um, touch on you know, why we uh, do this program in our community, in our region, um, and then also go on about why, it, how it connects to the cutters, why it's important, um, and get some good stories from Tim from uh, a lot of the sessions you've done. So you know, f- firstly, what is the program, number one? And we'll go straight to you, Tim. Um, and then how, how does it link to the cutters and give us a little bit of background on, on the story of the cutters care. Yeah, sure. The program actually started before I got here, so I've inherited it and, and taken it over. But it's a program that we present at, at schools in the Mackay area, uh, generally aimed at uh, sort of like the 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old kids. Um, it relates mostly to, to uh, physical activity, wellness. A uh, lot of evidence out there that um, uh, health problems that occur as we're adults uh, start when we're young just through inactivity, through poor diet, um, poor sleep habits. And the program is designed to help uh, children uh, start to understand and implement that in, in a way that's suited for kids. It's, it's different to, to the way an adult might start to exercise and, and, and start to take care of their health. Uh, we're trying to make it habitual, so it's something that becomes lifelong. Um, there's a lot of evidence that if you don't start at a young age, and we're, and we're talking about populations of all research with, with two and three million people in, in the sample, uh, that if you don't start at a young age, it's harder to start at an older age. So we're trying to jump in at an, at an earliest uh, logical point and um, also make it fun, also make it something that the kids can enjoy. So we do a 45-minute uh, presentation, we play some games, give out some prizes um, and really just have a good time with the kids. And that's um, been going, I think we've done about, since I've been here, probably about 20 schools, 22 schools, something like that. So it's uh, slowly growing and, and it's definitely a highlight of the week. It's something that we have a lot of fun doing. Yeah, great. So the three main pillars uh, for it are uh, nutrition, hydration and, and sleep. Yeah, that's the recovery part. Yep. Um, so we try to give it a little bit of a, a tie-in that, um, I mean, we're the cutters, we're a rugby league team. We want to make sure that it's got some uh, relevance to who we are as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talk about physical activity, we talk about diet, we talk about recovery. And um, we also talk about passion and, and doing things that you're having, having fun. So we, so we talk to the kids, for example, about hobbies and the things that they enjoy doing. And then we'll talk about how those hobbies are now Olympic sports. So if you look at something like, like skateboarding, a lot of kids are like to ride skateboards, they like to surf. Not so much up here, but they snowboard. Those things are all Olympic sports now. So we try and talk about how your passions, if they're something that is physically active and you enjoy doing them, you, you're definitely ticking, uh, ticking the box quite well there. So we try and... Uh, packaging in a way that's that's quite fun as well, and we've had players involved um, throughout the 
the schools that you've been to, especially this year, and we've had uh, some of our girls, um, women's program players, uh, younger players, and also IC players like Mason go out. Um, how have you got them involved? And or Mason, how you could probably um, touch on what's been your part in the program when you go to the school, and how do you engage with the kids? Um, basically, Timmy's really, really great with the kids, and um, he sort of throws just questions and stuff to us throughout the um, the program, and ties us into all these jokes and um, basically tells them that we're going to be an NRL player one day so that t drives the kids crazy and they love us even though the percentage of that happening is pretty low but um, yeah we just basically um, help out wherever we can give out prizes for people that um, put their hand up and answer questions and yeah just basically interact as much as we can with the kids. Yeah, Have you got a good intro Timmy? What's your, what's your go to? Do you change it up or have you got a regular? Uh, the first the first question I always ask the kids, and a lot of it is about engaging the kids. If it's just some guy standing up there uh, referring to, to huge bits of cardboard, which we've got a few that we'll show in a sec, um, they're not really going to buy in. We, we want it to be uh, an event, something that's different, that they didn't expect to happen at school that day. Um, so my first question is just, is, is generally who's, who plays sport? Um, and as much as possible, we'll we'll answer every if every kid puts his hand up, we'll go around to every kid and we'll ask them what sports they play. Mm -hmm. um, we definitely don't gear it towards rugby league, even though that's our sport, because um, we're talking about activity here. It's not a recruitment drive. It's a, it's about uh, a change of lifestyle and, and giving kids the the understanding and the skills that could, could that's going to make them healthy adults. Um, then we talk about hobbies, and um, we start talking about things that we can control, things that we can't control, and, and our health to an extent. The evidence is out there that we have a fair amount of control uh, of our health. Um, we want to start at a young age and it become habitual. And um, it rolls from there. Um, we try not to make it too prescriptive. We want to give the kids nice, broad information that's easier for them to do. So, for example, when we talk about diet, um, it's not here's a good diet, here's a bad diet. We talk about simple things like eating different colours and what the food groups are and um, uh, eating natural foods, um, making sure that you don't have junk food every day, but it's okay as a sometimes thing. So we try and make it palatable, uh, for want of a better word, for the kids and something that they can apply pretty easy. They don't have to you know, have a degree in, in health and nutrition and stuff like that. They're, they're 9, 10, 11-year-olds and we want to give them ideas that they're excited about as well. We also try and present it in a way that's that's fun, that the kids are going to go home and brag about and say, Mum, this guy came in and the, and the Cutters players came in and it was so funny and it was so cool and I learned so much and that that's what we're targeting. Yeah, great. And you've done some travel with the program too, so we've gone some, to some different regions within the district, uh, which is great. It's not just centred here in Mackay. So probably tell us a little bit about, you know, a place you've visited that's been a, a long, longer drive and the kids there and all the, all the size difference of the classes as well. Yeah, we made, made sure we don't just um, stick to schools within the Greater Mackay District. So we've gone out to a lot of uh, smaller schools, um, uh, single-teacher schools, two-teacher, three-teacher schools. Um, we've actually targeted that a little bit early on um, just to try and get out there because they don't get as many visits. Um, uh, so schools like uh, say out at North Eaton for example that's what we, where we kicked the year off where we've got we had the whole school so we had kids from I think 5 all the way up to, to 12 and, and they're a lot of fun the little schools um, much better research than our uh, res, re, uh, what's the word I'm looking here resourced. for resourced than when I was a kid um, 
and and they they they've been great fun going out to those little schools. Um, we've also done it at some of the biggest schools in town. So 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 it's a mixture basically. If uh, if a school's interested in having us, we'll we'll make sure that we can get out there. Uh, the good thing with it being being a school is we can do it during the day, so it doesn't clash with training, and it's possible for players to get to get out there and enjoy it as well. Ultimately, we want this to be a program that's ongoing. So in however long I'm here for, we want it to be going a long time after that. That's one of the reasons that we're getting players involved and hopefully they get uh, they get comfortable being able to present it as well in the, in the long run. Yeah, definitely. So Mace, when you have been out there uh, and got involved, what are some of the, the questions Timmy's asked you and um, is it related to your pre- preparation for performance or recovery? Um, yeah, so just ask us basically general questions about how we prepare our bodies for games and trainings and just to, I guess, give the kids a bit of an insight into what we have to do and what we go through. Um, I, personally, I tried to break it down to pretty as simple as possible for, for the kids to understand. I think Timmy's really good at that, um, making it as simple as he can for, for the kids to understand it. Yeah. Um, What's an example for you? For my preparation? Yeah. Um, I'd literally just try and drink as much water as I can the day before. I don't really like to drink heaps of water on the actual day. I find it makes me feel heavy. Mm-hmm. But like the day before and the night before, really try and get the water into me after training and then um, just relax on the day, stay calm. That's about it, really. Pretty basic. What about, uh, Tim, if we talk back to what you mentioned before, um, where we wanted to be habitual and um, start at a young age and have it... Um, people's habits as they grow up staying active and, and healthy what's an example that you've used that you do use with your, your, cart, your cardboard cutouts and your travels and experiences uh yeah so when we do the presentation we have uh large i think the technical term is is a core flute um so we don't do this on on um powerpoint or something like that so we can basically set up anywhere in the school we've done as many of these outdoors as we as we've done them inside so uh, for example, we talk a lot about um, recovery, which we essentially break down to um, diet and hydration, relaxation and, and sleep. Um, so we use a good example for the sleep one, which I'll get Mace to hold up. So February last year, and I tell the kids this story, I had to go to India to, to teach a course and it took me 38 hours to get there. And this was me when I got to the hotel. So 38 hours to get there, had to fly via Singapore, flight got delayed, had a nine-hour stopover in Singapore, um, and I didn't look particularly healthy um, by the time I get there. So I use the example to the kids here of how much my, how bad I looked, for want of a better way to put it. My eyes are escaping my head, I'm frowning, I've got all these wrinkles all of a sudden all over my face. Um, when I arrived there, I had literally a minute to turn the computer on and start the course. And I found out that um, no one in the course had English as a first language and very different learning style. (coughs) Sorry, guys, uh, than we do in Australia. So that was me when I didn't get any sleep and that was me when I got some sleep and I point out just how much my head changed, like I'm smiling for starters, but all the wrinkles are gone. My eyes look like they're where they belong. There's a little twinkle in them. Uh, Complete complete change. So... um, we go through that with the kids as an example of um, now how important sleep is. Just just by missing one sleep, how much it can affect uh, your appearance and your health. Um, obviously, being visual, and a lot of kids are visual learners these days. That that's something that 
they they pick up on pretty quick. Uh, I I normally tell them that I don't know who the guy in the picture is, which always gets a bit of a laugh. And the kids will be like, "No, no, no, that's you." And I'm like, oh, "Are you sure? It doesn't look like me." Um, so that that's just an example of how we try and get the information across. Yep. So the kids respond well to that one. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Hang on. So then the next one, Mace, we hold a cute little fluffy. So we talk about um, play. Yep. And trying to get the idea across that, that being physically active doesn't mean you have to play sport. Uh, so I used to live in Malaysia and I went and visited um, the uh, National uh, National Zoo and they had a baby panda there at the time and I was I was taking photos over and over again of this, of this baby panda. So at the time it had fit on the table, it was about that high. Um, just to give them examples of how animals will, will play much more naturally than we do, they'll, they'll physically move their bodies... Um, they'll manipulate things they're very inquisitive and how that uh, helps them to prepare for what they're going to do as animals um, so this is Nan Nan who's, who's now back in China um, Nan Nan would be about 200 kilos and about 6 foot tall now um, so we're just using the example with, with cute pictures of, of the importance of just natural play and, and moving your bodies and how that can help with your, with your health as well yeah that's great um so what's the follow-on from the kids from that? So do they then recognise what they do in school now and, and sport and um, just natural play compared to you know, sitting down playing video games? And yeah, hope, hopefully that's the message that we're getting across to them. We, we're um, currently looking at a, at a follow-up program, which, which is an actual exercise program, which is going to use a lot of rugby league terminology, even though it's got nothing to do with rugby league. So we're looking at uh, what we're calling our um, movement set of six, and that'll be a program where uh, the, the kids will break up for like just three minutes of different movement exercises that are, that are foundation movements for sport as well. Um, there's a lot of evidence, particularly in Australia and coming out of the UK, that um, uh, things like standardised testing improves when, when, when kids' physical activity um, increases. So one school, for example, they dedicated a third of their day to physical activity. So you'd think the third of the day that they're not studying and doing lessons their marks actually went up quite quite significantly as well. So this is a program that we're going to work towards over the course of the year. Obviously, um, being an exercise program, we have to make sure it ticks a lot of boxes and it's safe. Uh, but we want to like have, have a follow-up so we're not just going back to the school and doing the same presentation that we can build on them. So it's a bit of a, a watch-this-space idea. Very good. Mace, when you were at school um, in Mackay, do you remember any programs similar to this or...? Did have anyone come in externally or was it more just um, the sport teachers doing it? Probably the closest thing I sort of remember to um, anything like this was probably your sort of after-school sort of activities that the um, NRL used to run and they'd do, yeah, they might do like a, a theory sort of part of it before they do, um, you, you go out in the oval and kick the footies around and pass the footies. That's probably the closest thing that I can remember to... Um, anything like, like Timmy's doing at the moment. So back then and being a budding uh, NRL player, um, so did you at a younger age, you know, really focus heavily on your nutrition, sleep and hydration as an example for, you know, getting the best out of yourself or when did sort of things start clicking in for you? Um, yeah, so I'm a family of four, four uh, boys. So mum has always cooked a lot of food. There's always been a lot of food around. So, um, 
we've always just been told to eat everything on our plate, which isn't always the best thing. But um, that's basically how I was brought up to with food and um, more is better, basically. But um, probably when I was around 13, 14, when I really started taking footy quite serious and started making a couple of rep teams and things like that, that's when I realised that. Um, and probably around the time that the NRL guys started coming to schools and things like that, um, that I started taking it pretty serious and realised that it actually did make a big difference. Then I'd say open, open schoolboys was the time that I um, really realised that uh, recovery and things like that. I was getting so sore after games and trainings and I remember one pre-season I had the worst shin splints. I still get them now, but I had the worst shin splints I'd, I'd ever had. I could barely run and just something like that just rattled me and I was like, I'm still a kid, I'm getting things like this um, happening to me. But um, that's when I realised that recovery and like all your prehab and rehab, things like that is so important if you um, you want to play at the top level or any level really. Yeah, consistently. Uh, so, if any uh, teachers out there watching these sort of schools want to get involved, it's you head to our uh, website, so www.mackaycutters.com.au, and go through the links there. There's a community um, section there, and then you'll be able to fill out the form for the Cutters Care Program. So, we'd love to see a lot more schools involved. So, please sign up and get Tim out to your school. Uh, Tim, let's touch a little bit more on your background uh, yep. and journey to Mackay. Um, so you maybe start us off from the start, and um, I don't know if you want it from the start because it's uh, a thirty-year journey. <laughs> so um, take us on a fast-forward journey. Yes, yeah, so I've been a, a strength and conditioning coach. Is the, is the uh, title that I started with? Um, it's, the titles evolved, but the job job hasn't as much. So um, I did a university degree back when not many of them existed. So this is back in the nineteen ninety. I started. Um, so it's possible to get an education without the internet. Um, worked as a strength and conditioning coach. Initially, I worked just in gyms, and then I, I got a chance to work in a, at, at the Rabbitohs back in 1992. Then I went to the Tigers, um, New South Wales Institute of Sport. Um, went over and worked in France in, in rugby league and rugby union. Came back to work in New Zealand in rugby union. Um, then I went to the Australian Institute of Sport, nearly halfway. Um, I left the AIS to go to the Knights, which is the team I supported as a kid, which was pretty exciting. Um, went back over to France, um, was lucky enough to work in Paris. Um, then back to Australia, worked briefly in Darwin, back to the New South Wales Institute of Sport, left there to go to the Melbourne Storm for a season. Um, kind of wanted to see a bit more of the world and um, spent five years, or the best part of the last five years overseas, so I worked in Malaysia. I worked in uh, Samoa, I worked in China. Um, I thought I'd do a little bit more work on my education and went to New Zealand, to, and I'm currently doing a PhD through the University of Waikato. Um, got my data collected pretty early and saw the job at Mackay advertised. Um, always liked the Q Cup as a competition, always thought it was quite high, high quality. And um, lo and behold, it turns out that Mick Crawley was the coach and Mick and I knew each other from, from the AIS days actually. And um, decided I'd, I'd take the opportunity to come up here, finish my PhD, do something a little bit different. And, um, yeah, it's been great. Obviously, COVID was not the best. Um, had, a, had a great pre-season, and then the season was, was done in one game. Um, 
but I, I stayed here through that whole period. We had a had a program that we ran once that we came out of lockdown that was real, really about keeping players engaged and, and keeping players just ticking over until the next season started. So yeah, there's there's there it is in uh, in five minutes, thirty years <laughs> condensed down to three minutes. Yeah, so definitely, obviously, well travelled, um, seen a lot and a lot of different programs. And yeah. So how have you found Mackay and the Cutters um, and what what we're building here? So take us. Um, Take us, you know, a bit of background behind the scenes. Yeah, very, very different situation. Obviously, going to to um, semi-professional. I mean, the players do get paid, but they also have jobs as well. That was never an issue at you know at an NRL club or, or professional rugby overseas. It's it's actually closer to, to what the AIS was like, where you'd have people preparing for the Olympics, but they also had to had to be at work at, at eight o'clock in the morning. They'd work eight to four. It wasn't um, uh, a full time job for a lot of them being an athlete so it's actually more like that it's more like what what the NRL was like in the 90s we would have a percentage of players that were full-time and a percentage of players that were still working um, doing fairly similar jobs I was in Sydney so they weren't working in the heat like it is up here Um, so we're very mindful of that Um, the other challenge with semi-professional football is just the turnovers much greater and um, there's a lot of research out there and on um, on the way turnover at players can affect the team. So if you look at successful teams, they generally are together for longer. If you look at Penrith at the moment, they're quite a young team, but a lot of those guys were in their academy program uh, coming through. Uh, so it's very hard to compare yourself to, to those type situations at a place like this where there is going to be a turnover of players. You've got players that make massive commitment to come here as well. Um, and, and Until you move countries, you don't realise what a challenge that is. And, and Until you travel where... To come here, you don't measure it in kilometres or hours, you measure it in days of driving. And that, that's a really big commitment. So it's um, something we're trying to get all those parts together. Um, it's always going to be a challenge at the start and, and it always is going to take time, but hopefully keeping players together as much as possible. I think I think COVID had a pretty big impact on this club because a lot of players had that break in football and they decided that it was time to get on with the rest of their lives. A couple of them started families and uh, moved for jobs and things like that. Uh, so hopefully we're at the at the beginning of something, not uh, not halfway through it or at the end of it, yeah. and um, we can see the not not just the uh, the positives to come out of that in t- uh, 2021, but over 2022, 2023, hopefully we're putting things in place that bring players through um, locally, is also make making it an attractive place for you know, the Cowboys to send players because I know they're going to get looked after and um, players that that want to go in the other direction um, that want to get to the NRL. They they feel like Mackay is a is a really good step to get there. Yeah, definitely. And you spent um, some time with our 16s team this year as well, helping them prepare in the gym, and you know been watching that as well. And it's um, looks like you know definitely helped them this season in their performances. So what's a little bit of the differences between how the Cyril Connell under 16s mm. team prepare in the gym compared to an older IC team? Yeah, at, at that age, you've got this thing that's happening called puberty. Um, so you've got kids that are, that are well on their way through it. So you've got 15-year-olds that are, that are basically adults, um, physically speaking, and then you've got 15-year-olds that are basically 11. Um, you've also got kids that look like they're through puberty because they're six foot five. Um, but then when you actually look at their physiques, um, they're, still, they're still growing. Their limbs have grown, their body hasn't. Um, very challenging period when that happens because your coordination can, can often decrease in that period of time because your body's changing so quickly. 
it takes time for the rest of the body to catch up. The limbs will grow quick, the body, the, the actual torso won't. So what we were doing, we, we called it our foundation program. And it was all about our foundation strength program. It was quite short. We were only in there for like 20, 25 minutes. And it was all about mastering the basic movements, um, having control of the body, being able to balance on one leg, uh, being able to lunge, squat, push, pull, um, hold their trunk. Um, big group of kids, so we had to do a few things logistically to get, get through the program very quick. We weren't looking at you know, throwing a weight on their, on their back and, and seeing how strong they are now because puberty is deciding that. Uh, but we wanted them to actually move their bodies well because that's going to create a foundation for learning skills out there. It's going to create a foundation for developing strength and um, you know, their, their, their ability to run will improve when they've got more control of their body. So it was very much based around that. Um, in the process at the moment of, of uh, designing a, a follow-on program so that so the kids that impress the coaches that they think are, are going to benefit will, will hopefully keep training with us one day a week. Doesn't Hopefully doesn't clash with school or doesn't clash with, with local footy. It'll just be one day a week. And they'll also do some, some basic core skills with our IC coaching staff. So we're still in the process of, of putting that together. Um, once the season's formally over... I think I think our under sixteen teams are finished, but there's still one round left to go. Um, we'll sit down with the coaches and say, which players do you reckon are worth the time? Which players do you reckon we should get coming in? And we'll continue to develop them physically as well. And um, that won't be just the sixteens; it'll be be the younger age group, under eighteens players, and um, and hopefully some of the under nineteens girl, under seventeens girls, first year under nineteens girls as well. They'll they'll be uh, invited to come to those sessions as well. Yeah, great. They all had uh, really good seasons, um, just finishing up on the weekend. But then, Mace, you've been through our Pathway programs as well. Um, how was your experiences coming through the Pathways here at the Cutters? Um, yeah, so when I first started, it was actually still Cyril Connell. It was um, 16s, and then it changed, and now it's gone full circle and gone back again. But um, I was uh, 15, picked in the 16s squad when I first started, and that was actually when you were still... S&C here. Um, I never end up playing, but that was my first taste of sort of uh, like really a really grueling preseason, and that's probably it. Probably stands out for me really. Um, and I remember we were just training, and that was when I first started in the gym. And I remember that was yeah, that that re- it's stented in my brain really. I remember that preseason and how tough it was, and that's the first sort of fitness that you start doing and conditioning blocks and things like that. Before that, you don't really do it. Um, and then basically had a had a pretty bad run with injuries, but was still in the squad. So um, I was doing rehab pretty much through the whole under 18s time, and um, it's never fun. But uh, that was, and we didn't have a lot of success as a team through that under 18s period. And then uh, 2019, I was a part of the under 20s squad with um, Michael Comerford. And uh, we had a quite a successful year. We played, I played, um, I think 12, 12 games out of the season, and um, we made semis and uh, lost to um, Wynnum. We then went on to the grand final and lost to Falcons. But um, no, that was quite a successful season. And when I was a younger age of the under twenties, and then uh, yeah, full preseason, um, twenty twenty, and obviously COVID played one round, but. Um, no, I've always found it good, and just the support. Like when I was injured, um, there, I, there was never a doubt that I was, didn't have the uh, team behind me and the full coach and staff behind me. I was always included 
invited on away trips and for to Townsville and Rocky and things like that. And I'm just very fortunate that they stuck by me and now I'm uh, yeah signed to IC and playing Colts for 2021. Yeah, it's good, mate. It's um it's good to have you on board. And I feel like we've got a good group of those academy kids that have come through and still coming through and part of the IC group now as well. And um, hopefully that continues to build. It's really good work that uh, the club's doing. So. Uh, the weekend's games, we um, had a tough result against PNG. They were pretty tough, um, as they are always going to be. And Colts had a good win. Um, mm. How'd you go, Mace? Yeah, we had a good win. It was uh, quite quite warm at 4 o'clock in the afternoon here at BB Print. But um, I know the uh, Mustangs boys from Toowoomba weren't, definitely weren't used to it. They were uh, talking to me in the scrum. They asked me if it's always this humid. But... Um, <laughs> We had a no. We had a good win. It was good to get the monkey off the back for round one. Um, a bit scrappy there at the start, but we come good in the end and started piling points on. So that'll give the boys a bit of confidence for round two against yeah, Capras. Definitely big road trip to Rocky. Yeah. What about IC Tim? Yeah, tough one. Um, I think the Hunters are in a situation very similar to Melbourne were last year, where they're going to be in camp here because again, COVID travel restrictions. There's, there's been a few problems in PNG with it with the jump up in cases so they're based down at um, Runaway Bay um, and they are a, a very tough team they, they play a very simple style um, at the end of the day they they run the ball very very hard they tackle very very hard um, the structure around that is a little looser but but they base everything around what they're really really good at um, for us it's it's definitely a, a work in progress um, our main focus is is on making sure that we train with intent and um, just trying to improve our, our ball security. We um, improve that area where, where we're a much, much better team. Um, one of the tough things has been with so many new players coming in is just getting those um, structures and, and um, uh, cohesion and understanding on the field between players. If you've never played with someone, um, it's, a, it's often very difficult to, to start and it takes a little bit of time to get that. So... Um, Hopefully the club's looking looking at things like that long term. It's um, uh, something that if you look at successful clubs, they, they have that and they develop that. They're always developing that at the same way. Um, so with the emphasis on, on making sure that our own uh, players are coming through the system, that makes it a lot easier to do that. And you can be a little bit more selective with the players that you bring in. Um, obviously, the number of players that retired as, as a result of COVID... Um, or use this as a, as, a, as a chance to actually go back to, to where they where they came from. Um, definitely make it a, make it a tough year, um, but it's tough at a lot of other clubs as well. So we just need to keep working on what we've been working on, not 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 be reactive and and change. Um, there's a lot to show that constantly changing the team and constantly changing your style of play actually doesn't help you improve. It it, it makes it worse. Um, so we've just got to stay the course. Every training session, we need to take it um, as an opportunity to get better. Um, every game is an opportunity to get better. One of, one of the great things has been those players that have come through. Um, Josh Smith, Blake Paskins, Aiden Beard, those guys that have been in the system have, have come through and they've played with each other. And So hopefully that feeds that cohesion and understanding on the field really well. Yeah, definitely. And with the, uh, junior grades, the 16s f- had a good win. They finished on top yep. of the pool. 18s also uh, good win against the Pride. 
Uh, they, they all travelled to Townsville. I think they finished about mid-table. And our girls went undefeated mm. um, all season, so credit to them, Marco and his team. And um, yep. Yeah, again, hopefully our women's programs doing exactly the same thing we were talking about then, you know, establish themselves for the future um, here in Mackay. I think we, we've got something really good going there. And the Cowboys had a win, so it's good to see they some did. of the guys who have been playing here go up and, and do yeah, well really there. Good. Um, yeah, something else to add? Good. No, um, prob- probably just with the with the Cutters Care Program, it's something that we, we take a lot of pride in, we put a lot of work into, and we're, we'd love to get out to as many schools as possible. We do, we do a relaxation exercise at the end uh, where we've actually managed to get some of the kids to fall asleep. They get that relaxed, so gives the teacher a couple of minutes apiece. Um, it's interesting how um, ISC guys do the same thing. We do a relaxation exercise with them once a week um, going into our rest day and um, we've had players fall asleep on the field. It's quite entertaining um, to observe. Um, so that's just one of the one of the practical things that we do with that program. So we're, we're very keen to get to as many schools as possible and, and spread a good message. Yeah, definitely. So it's, yeah, we value our, our role in the community and Spe- uh, spreading that message of healthy lifestyles around the region and yeah, jump on the website, uh, go to the community pro- uh, page there and fill in the form and we'll, uh, we'll get Tim and Mason out to his school and um, that's it from us, we'll sign off it's, uh, episode 3 in the books and thank you very much, we're looking forward to uh, the next one Change the Game, proudly brought to you by the QCCS Mackay Cutters